Blog Talk Radio.
25 was 100 years ago. <laughs> that was a that was hundred years ago, man. Don't, don't run that off. But but anyway, just like we we got life, we got death. Hey, well, you, you got a preacher. But we'll make sure we put you in the preacher rotation. <laughs> but we at the Fat Cat Show. We wanna uh, we wanna uh, send our heartfelt condolences out to those that are in grief at this moment i mean uh, people are losing a ton of people and uh our hearts go out to you definitely and uh for the longest uh god god is still good in what, whatever he does but um uh, for the longest i was able to uh be in that company that, that really didn't lose nobody until i started losing people i started really uh feeling the crunch of what other people have been feeling it, but I'm still, even in all of that, I'm still blessed. And knowing that uh, Jesus told us to let not your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And he said, if it were not so, I would have told you. And he said, he went to prepare a place for us that where he be, we may be also. Amen. And I hold faith to that. And um, I'm just thankful to God that, that, he brought me to see another day. All these cases of Corona, all this stuff that's traveling around. I have never been in the hospital um, or even suffered with uh, COVID. My family hasn't um, been rattled with this uh, uh, thing going around and all that. So I, I'm just thankful to God that that He saw us through. Amen. 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 You gotta gotta thank God for that. Uh, once again, you uh, subscribe to the Fat Cat Show Network, and then any of these topics or anything that we're that we're discussing, feel free to call us at six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight, and make sure you press that one if you want to comment. We up here in the VIP lounge, and once again, your pass has been granted. Bam. So anyway, um. Yeah, man, we we um, we've been talking a lot about a lot of things, and and I want to get to this first uh, topic topic for the day, and this this is this is just solely my opinion, and and you know this is what I believe, so I really um, don't want to offend people, but you know I just got to get it off my chest, and this this is about an Orlando. Uh, transgender team. Amen. Uh, elect. Uh, they said Orlando school elected first transgender homecoming queen, and I realized that it's uh, it's it's that time homecoming time, and I remember that was one of the um, the best one of the best times of when you was in high school those hom- homecoming times, but. Before we get into it, uh, I got a video on it, and, and we're going to watch the video, and we're going to uh, get into the commentary uh, on the Fat Cat Show. The homecoming tradition brought with it a first at one Orlando high school. That's right. The students at Olympia elected the school's first transgender student to the homecoming court and then crowned her queen. Matt LaPolly sat down with her and shared her story. Really cute. She is a queen, proud of her crown. They also gave me the sash. For her, it all symbolizes something richer than royalty. It just made me feel like I was actually, I actually belong. Not just like 
a joke because that was one of my fears. I was like at bed one night and just like, what if they're just doing this to laugh at me? Evan Bilosupnia is 17 and she's in her first year living the way she wants, the way she feels. I still have a long way to go and a lot more changes coming. Just a few months ago, she started her transition. Looking back, like, it doesn't even feel like that's me. So I played football for about, like, six years, six to eight, long t- tackle football. And I remember, you know, during practices, I'd stare at the cheerleaders because I wanted to be with them. She says she couldn't be her confident self without the love from her family. But... Okay. Um, but going into it, and this, this is just my commentary and okay i don't have a problem with uh people and their sexuality um i want to say this and and i'm very careful about what i say but one of the things that that really really for me i i believe Your background look kind of funny man Huh? Your background looked kind of funny. What you mean? Man, you interrupted me for that. But anyway, um, I just think that there's certain things that are meant for women and there's certain things that are meant for men. Uh, I believe, you know, in some areas we were created we were created equally, and I think that you know, in certain other things that we're that we're far different. That you know, we're far different. It's a it's a difference that it, it's things that makes a man a man and a woman a woman, and and it's certain things that we shouldn't ruin for each other's sexes. And I think the homecoming queen thing is is something special to a young lady. I think it's something very special to a young lady without interference. I I remember, too, um, going to, let's say this, going to Walmart, and I was trying to get jogging pants, right? And I, I went into the men's section for the jogging pants. And it was chicks buying them all up. You know, and it's like, wow, you know. And I and I and and I and I say this not facetiously, but I just think that there's certain aspects of life that that are meant for a man. A man is a protector, a man is a you know, uh, the, the, regardless of how you may, a woman may wake up and one day say, "Hey, I feel like I feel like I'm a man." This, uh, uh, this, this and that. But you know, I still don't want to see a woman that that thinks she's a man go up in go up in the boxing ring and fight somebody like Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? I still, you still don't want to see things like that. You know. And but you still got you what well, we just had I just talked about this the last show. We had um a, a transgender male uh 
he changed his name to Fallon Fox, and he. I know, I know this show gonna get um. Took, and, taken and, down. And, and he went into. He went into um, the women's division. He went into the women's division of UFC, and he fought a woman, and he cracked her skull. But nobody really uh, said anything about that. And, and 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 if this, and if this does this go to show you, uh, you 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 talk about getting took down. But if this is this really begin will begin to show you how how less liberated we are how we're not really free to to say what we you know to commentate because i'm not saying nothing malicious i'm just saying what what i believe to be my truth you know what's your take i have no take bb but i just you know but this is this is real serious. I mean, uh, I seen, but come to find out that this is not even the first uh, homecoming queen incident with like transgenders, and so. Um, but that that would, but as a parent, for me, that would that would really, like, that would really kind of hurt me as a parent. Like, just say my daughter you know just say my daughter probably geared up for this all her life you know just getting ready just to try to be you know popular this is something special for a young lady and to to lose it just because of you know an agenda you know and it because you know really uh, you know, that, that's really all I have to really say about this. And I mean, people can disagree with me all they want to, and that, and and if and if you do, I just let's just have some open dialogue. You know, I don't I don't have anything against um, the LGBTQ community or anything. You know, but it, it's just something to talk about. I, I'm just thinking about how a young lady might have truly felt and she really can't speak her piece because she's scared of backlash and nobody uh, really is speak out, speak out for it. And it's like, you know, Hey, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm just one of the ones brazen enough to do it. But I just feel like, I feel like it's, it's wrong in, in a lot of areas uh, to, to kind of like rob a young lady of something that, you know, that she probably geared herself up all these years to do. So I don't know. I don't know. You you did something and it popped on. Is that your mic? Do you got? Yeah. yeah, that's that's what's happening. You you kind of like did something and it made my voice repeat. Oh okay. Yeah. So you no take, man. No, I try to stay away from um, topics like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, once again, uh, if you got any comments on that, that number is 646-564-9728. Press 1 if you want to comment. And I wish there was some comments on here. But, you know, anyway, we're going we gonna to move to the next topic. And uh, me and my buddy BB over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But anyway, uh, the next topic, man, uh, we know, of course, what, about two weeks ago, uh, comedian A.J. Johnson passed passed away. And uh, I found an a interview of T.K. Kirkland on um, the comedian T.K. Kirkland on uh, uh, Vlad TV. And um, and he said he had some very interesting points on that. And he, he was just basically saying that he didn't understand why uh, A.J. Johnson was broke, you know, and couldn't pay for a funeral and, and, and all of this. And I found it very interesting. I, I, I got I loaded a clip of what he said, and I kind of like edited it for, you know, a lot of it to get to directly the point that he was trying to make. But uh, I want to get into this video and we, we can uh, discuss um, the thing of uh, people actually without life insurance right now. Uh, let's watch this video. We really can't get started until we talk about A.J. Johnson. Yeah. What I've seen from the A.J. Johnsons to the Michael Williams to all celebrities in this game, and, and what I want to share with the world is no matter if you get that 15 minutes of fame, um, ladies and gentlemen, the goal in life is to remember you're a man and you're a woman. And what that means is don't let fame take you out the lane of being responsible, being accountable for your life, because it's all make-believe. It doesn't exist. All this new thinking People love you. You thinking that you just you so popular. You got pride. You don't want to work a regular job. At the end of the day, you are a man and a woman to handle your responsibility. Come on, fellas. I've been talking about AJ. I've been talking about life insurance. I've been talking about burial insurance for years. Today, I'm talking to you about being a man. Step your game up and work, and take care of yourself. And then when we talk about the insurance, listen for years. And Vlad, I tell you this, I've been telling you guys about life insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it easy for y'all. If you can't get life insurance, get burial insurance. Do not put your loved one in a position to go for, to do GoFundMe, to ask for a handout. And the person who even asks for a handout, that person should even be embarrassed asking to help as well. Because, um, it goes to show you, well, it goes to tell you this. Your bad planning should not be my emergency. Remember we did that years ago? Mm-hmm. When AJ died, his wife started to go fund me. Yes. And then I remember she did a video complaining. But anyway, um, we get we get the point. He he says, and I know, you know, because uh, T.K. Kirkland, I, I, I love him as a comedian, man. He, re, he true to life. And uh, you have to respect sometimes people that can that can speak their peace and just really uh, don't too much care about it. But, but you know what though? What? Like, well, I'm not talking about celebrities, like regular everyday people. Yeah. They're stuck in survival mode. So if you can barely put gas in your car, you can barely eat. You can't give out the money for life life insurance, but you barely even survive. But, but, so how can, how can you have uh, life insurance if you barely survive? But but you know what, I, I and I understand that for most people, but some of the people that that supposedly don't have money, they always make make uh, a way to 
do other things like buy weed uh, every I, I week. I know, but you, you ain't talking about the little crackhead weed. You know? I'm talking I'm, about regular everyday people that they may have a job, but job these jobs pay so horribly that they tax you to death. And you and they pay that after um, you pay your bills, you don't have anything left over. So I'm just saying, what do you what do you do, you know? Because somebody gonna have to take on that expense. Somebody yeah, in yeah. the family is, and, and, and we, everybody. What we, what we have to what we have to do is get out of survival mode. Because we're I'm talking, we stay in survival mode for too long, and you might be in. Uh, 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 um, Transition from um, survival mode when you die, because none of us know when we're gonna die, right? Mm-hmm. So you you trying to get your life together. You don't have any insurance because you ain't been able to really afford it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really cannot afford life insurance. You know, people say, "Well, it's only twenty dollars a month." Twenty dollars might be um, you might not be able to eat. That day, because you spent that twenty dollars, and it's like that. But but, but let, let me let me ask you this: like, how many times have you seen? And I, I can understand that point. But how many times have you seen people that that walk around broke, but they steady spend money on things that they really don't need to be spending on? Like for instance, let's say this. I have a, you know, I have a couple of things. I ain't the richest person, but I can say this. There is a lot of stuff that I could trim out, you know, I could get do away with to have more money to deal with. For one, for one, uh, I'm sorry to say it, you know, my expense that I do for the podcast, I could trim that. Trim that, and that's a life insurance. We talk about people that's really in, in, in poverty. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about really don't have a, extra, a couple of extra dollars every month. I'm talking about have like zero, don't have nothing. It's, it's more people out there like that than people is effing over money. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you do if you one of those people? Like, I don't have anything extra right now. And you know, and you know what I mean. I, I just wish we had some some people because uh, I think in this same interview, he gave uh, he gave some he gave quite like a number to where you could call where they like where FEMA is helping people pay for for burials and stuff during this COVID time. And he get he gave a number he gave a number and all of that where you could call FEMA, and they have a special grant or whatever that is helping people pay for deaths during this time. So who gonna not, call? And it's not these, you don't get married no more. Who gonna call your girlfriend? She got to let your mama in on The fam yeah the family yeah that, that uh, you know the family gotta call it. But the thing is it's like. The, the the question is is always this, and you've seen sometimes you've seen some of the some of the poorest families sometimes, some of them, unless they got a rich relative somewhere that we don't know about. Because 
I can speak about this personally because I done been through I done been through uh four uh four funerals in my family alone where we had to gather up money to help bury this person. And 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 I think, you know, a lot of it a lot of it was a lot of bad planning on the other person's part. I don't know why you muted me again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of it was a lot of bad bad planning on you know, and a lot of it was just, you know, we gotta get to the point where we where we try to, you know, handle our business a little bit better because uh I can understand that, you know, people might not have it no more, but when you die and and you know you left business untaken you know not taken care of that's going to fall on the next people that really ain't got nothing to give either but they still left here to deal with what you, you left you probably ain't going to lose no sleep over it cuz you did i'm i'm just saying but but you but you know that this going to be a problem before you leave here you know you, you, it, you, for you me you think they goes looking down like they ain't had no money for my for my funeral I'm talking about why you here to take care of your business. Why you you know because you know like like I said, uh, there's too many people stuck in survival mode. Because if you're not in survival mode, you can handle your business. But if you can barely eat, man, while you're alive, you ain't thinking about what's gonna happen when you die. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't. Have you ever been broke like that? Like. I'm so broke, I can't spend uh, $20 every month for health care insurance. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I ran into that to that yeah, quite, quite often. Life can do you like that. But, yeah, but while we're doing good, you should be, be preparing for life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But especially when we was younger, you heard this a lot, you'll be lucky to make it till you're 21. You was never even thinking about um, the future because mm-hmm. they was letting us know that you probably won't even be here. Mm-hmm. So you ain't going to make plans uh, for, uh, mm-hmm. for the future because you don't, everybody telling you you don't have a future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I said, uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, back in the day, one of my boy's parents, he used to, they used to have this uh, insurance guy that came to the house all the time, the door-to-door policy, little mm-hmm. thing, and they used to have to pay, uh, I think it was like $10, a, you know, such and such to the person, and he had paid a policy and all that stuff. But then uh, the the funny part was my wife's father had that same type of policy. Turned out that... that uh, it still wasn't really enough to cover his funeral, but it did it did enough where well well it covered the funeral, it covered uh the casket and stuff like that, but it didn't cover his burial, the plot to get you know to get to open the vault up for, to put him in the ground and it's a lot of things that we that we as a community and people that we avoid talking about because death is a scary thing to talk about, you know, and I, I still remember when my grandparents and them were first having that type of conversation 
when I was young, and I remember they bought plots because uh, our family we got plots out in Gethsemane Cemetery, you know. And I remember my grandparents when I was a, a young teen, they had bought them plots, and I remember I was so scared to hear them talk about death that I left out the room, but I always knew that we had them plots, you know, prepared. And, and so a lot of times, like you said, we got to get out of survival mode is just being, you know, is just trying to be prepared as much as you can. You know what I'm saying? You know that, because uh, especially people with kids, you know, people with kids, you can't, you can't sit back on that and, and, and just leave that on your kids. You already didn't, don't have generational wealth to leave them. So uh, you're going to leave them in more debt trying to bury you. You know what I'm saying? And and like and it's just so unfortunate that, you know, he, he put it like that, but it's a droll way to put it. He said, you know, your bad planning shouldn't be my emergency. And that's, it, you know, because we all kind of like, unless you uh, a LeBron James or something like that, we all kind of like in survival mode. You know, and so it's it's definitely you know hard when you when you you already grieving and you already ready trying to bury a loved one at the same time. So you like man, you know I got to squeeze this money, try to squeeze this money out. And I think that's where Cantrell got in trouble. He was trying to help people out during that time, and he was holding the family members as long as he could. But these people just didn't have the money to, you know, a lot of people just left their family holding the bag. So it's definitely, but I do understand that, that, that people go through that, that type of thing, but we gotta, something gotta, gotta give, man. And I hope that FEMA thing is like uh, he said is, is true, but people need to look into that when your family go through something. And I'm, and I'm going to say this too. And I want to thank my, my, my guy, uh, Michael Kemp, um, he he serviced my family every time um, when when we had a death in the family. He uh, and he and he helps uh, manage uh, McFarr Brothers Funeral Home in Detroit. And so um, definitely, man, uh, it it was times, man, that we that we was going through through it with with people, and he helped you know, get us there. And even when uh, we, we spent all the money on trying to get the funeral services, Mike threw in uh, uh, fl- the flowers and the limo and the and the, and the sing- singers and stuff for the family and all that stuff. And, man, he's a real good dude. But anyway, man, I'm just saying, I, I kind of uh, agree with him on, on some things and, you know, Cause it's time to step it up, you know. It is. It's time to step it up, and we gotta we gotta do better than what we've been doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you like real quiet on that with us. You like whatever, huh? You, so do you got like do you got life insurance? Of course. Okay. Okay. You look like you'll leave somebody holding the bag. Like I ain't gonna worry about it. I ain't here no more. <laughs> I wanted to say something so uh, cool, <laughs> to you, but I'm just gonna leave it alone. Okay, but anyway, we want to go- look like uh, <laughs> Okay, we want to go to our commercial, and we gonna come back with our main topic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Need jewelry and don't want to spend an arm and a leg to get it? Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Will I look cute while cooking next bone soup? Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Come to Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry where you can get a variety of beautiful necklaces, rings, and bracelets. Let the queen of bling customize you. Because you ain't been bling until you've seen the queen. Tired of looking plain, Jane? See the queen. Trying to change the game? See the queen. And the beautiful thing, you can look a million bucks for $5. That's right, $5. Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry, where the queen don't stop until your jewelry pops. Skip the rest. Try the best. Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Buy online or in person. Deliveries available. Ain't nothing but a queen thing, baby. At Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Try our website. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in once again. You rocking with your boy, Fat Cat, and my dog, Satellite. And uh, this is the Fat Cat Show Network in the VIP Lounge. Once again, if you if you watching this video, watching us right now, like and share it and, fo- and subscribe to us on the Fat Cat Show Network on YouTube. And today's topic is, is a high sex body count a red flag when selecting a mate. Now, now I know a lot of people initially when when you say, hey, a high sex body count, uh, a high count, uh, you, you automatically think that person to be a whore. <laughs> you know, a male whore. <laughs> a male whore, uh, this and that. But I think I think we were taught, especially in different generations, uh, we're fighting years of like programming when it comes to sex. I think each generation had a different value on sex, but I think it's it's always been people that, that have been whores in generations. But I think uh, more and more that we were taught very different with sex. And me and you talked about this on a lot of times we wasn't taught, we wasn't trained to have one woman and, and you know what I'm saying? And just have a family and do this and that. We had a different uh, take on sex. See, coming up, we were like, sex to us was, was like a rite of passage, like a manhood. Or or we, we looked at it as uh, the more chicks I bagged, the more trophies I got. It, it was It was different. It was taught differently to us with sex. So we didn't value relationship we value conquering that you could do of sex so it it was different so we got to reprogram people you know out of this this train of thinking and it's about a let me tell you a story i can remember when i was a young lad so i've run some condoms over a chick house we ran out of we we ran right through them, right? She's like, Oh, I got some in my dresser's drawer in that bag in the bag. So I opened up her dresser's drawer. And she had the plastic bag. It was like fifty condoms, all different kinds, like mixed up condoms. And I was like, I'm thinking, what the what? With dudes, uh different dudes uh coming over with condoms, like <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to leave. I only use one of these or two of these and leave one. It was all different types of condoms. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
Mm-hmm. I almost didn't even want to have sex with her no more. Yeah. So, so that that is like a red flag to you. See, because I, I, oh, I, I didn't care. Though. I was young. See, I, I I dealt with something similar, where you know where I went out on a date and went over. Um, I knew you were coming. Went over, went over a chick. Stop it. Went over a chick's house and she had and she had pulled out a box, a shoe box of different varieties of condoms. Right. And I was like, I mean, it was every color, every flavor, every type of thing. And I was like, dang. Big ones, little ones, everything. Just everything. And I was like, dog, you know what I'm saying? But then again, I was young. So you was like, well, shoot, at least she prepared. (laughs) You know? You know? So it was a... But... I was a good old boy, <laughs> but 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 we are we were taught different. We were taught different. Just think how different it might have been in you know my grandfather my grandfather's generation. Our hey, generation. Kind of, who are you talking about? I, I, I'm not talking about kind. Of, I'm talking about sex. Period. You know, is 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 different. You know that they they valued sex probably a little bit more different. Most you know, of. You know, we didn't value sex. You know, when we was uh, coming up, that was uh, the height of HIV and it was uh, STDs was running rampant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The- and you know, just just with me, with men, you know, coming up with us, you know, you had the you had the fellas. They they always compared notes. Like man. Uh, you knock, man, I knock such and such off. I, I knock such and such, you know, and it's still, to this day, it's still going with fellas where they, yeah, I had her, I had her, you know, and this and that. And it's not, look, it's kind of like a double standard when it comes to uh, male and female relations, when it when it comes to that. See, we are quickly, uh, if a woman do that, we are quickly labor her a whore. But look, what can happen if she's sleeping around with a bunch of men, right? Mm-hmm. You can get blamed for a baby that ain't even yours. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm about a loose woman could destroy your life. I know plenty of guys that's going to raise a child to, there's like three or four and find out it ain't even theirs. So, so, so it's a, it's a thing of training. I know you, I know you, you know, we both got kids and have, is there something different that you shared with your daughter as far as, you know, uh, that the birds and the bees that you, that you weren't taught? No, but you know what? We do talk about relationships mm-hmm. and what you should be looking for in the mate. You know, I try to, you know, Give her that conversation that I never had. Yeah. You know, let her know how men are mm-hmm. and how women should act and what we expect from a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think it's enough fathers that's around, you know, to let their daughters know this is what a man is looking for. Right. Not not that little soft cupcake beta male. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because one thing about a baby, a beta male is he ain't gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. He gonna say, um, 
Well, you um fifty percent of the bills that. Mm-hmm. See the alpha male, he gonna pay all the bills. <laughs> Cause he think that's what a man's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Beta male gonna say, "Hey, where's your your half at?" So, but e- even in the process, so right now, like just the average household, oh, family, it's like you know. Remember, uh, when we were younger, there was a middle class, you know. But now the middle class is eliminated. So basically, where, where, huh? What are you talking about? How is it eliminated? Because remember, there were there were times where you know, uh, a lot of people were kind of like well off to do. You know, they didn't. Let me ask you a question. Growing up, was you middle class? I I, I could say we kind of were. And where did you grow up at? What area? What what you mean? What, What? when the east what when, area did when, you grow up when, 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 the, when the east side was nicer what area did you grow because i can east, tell you if you was middle class because some people they think they're middle class but you're not you're poor you grew up in a poor area and some people don't okay know. okay let, let me ask you this let's go let's 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 run it down what do you what do you think is poor define poor if you make it less than a hundred thousand dollars a year that's poor Okay, we had so if you make it less than, but th- but think about the think about the standards of back then where money okay. would, where money would go. How, how many okay? How many doctors lived and uh, lawyers lived in your neighborhood? Well, none. Well, none. Well, doctors. We, doctors and lawyers. How many doctors and lawyers lived in your neighborhood? I had, I had, you sound like Kevin Samuels. Look, we <laughs> got, we got, we had, we had one, one doctor that lived there, and we had a, a couple of them were, a couple of people were Chrysler executives. No, no, uh, I said lawyers. I, 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 I'm just saying, you know, we had a couple of Chrysler executives that lived there, and it, 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 you know, it was, it was pretty, like I said. Pretty fair. Poor, poor people. You, you, you know how you keep um, poor people poor? When they don't know they poor. That's right. But what up, Wallace? No, but, but what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that poor people don't own anything. But poor people don't know they poor. That's why, like the poor, the poor white people are the ones that voted for uh, Donald Trump. They didn't know this. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can you can have control over people that don't know they're poor. Yeah. They go to those poor people's jobs. You seeing that right now with the coronavirus? People that here like that made real money, they was able to work from home. But anyway, we kind of got off the topic. <laughs> we did, we kind of got off we kind of got off the topic. We we switched it up, but but like. But I, I look at things and, and I say, you know, I really don't try to be judgmental on on that because, like I said, to me, if, if, if people could analyze my sex count, 
you know, like if my wife would have analyzed it, it probably would have been way too high. And I don't know, I don't know what her sex count is, so I don't really. Who's yours? About three. <laughs> you know, you about to make me say something. You about to really make me go in that I had a, I had one right ready to go too, and I and I had to catch myself. I, look, if I can go back in time, my sex count would have been like one or two. I don't. I don't think I need to have sex with a whole bunch of different people because it ain't nothing but stories that I can't even damn near remember. <laughs> I remember a guy told me he said he said um, well he said I just I just like I just like uh, having this many so when I get old I can just sit back and just uh, then I thought about I thought about it when you get old you ain't gonna remember nothing. Yeah. Can you remember five people names that you slept with? <laughs> it's nay <Nea's> day. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I can't remember nobody's name, birthday, nothing. Like when I when I'm on Facebook sometimes I, I say to myself, I wanted one of these Facebook friends I just slept with and don't remember. So so do <laughs> What up, Janine? So, do a do do a variety make you a whore? Yeah. <laughs> I need to my variety, like you picking some socks. <laughs> uh, I'll just say, okay, just say, just say you a whore gets more. Well, well, let's say this. Let's just say you you were trying to be in a relationship and you were trying to make things work work with with certain people. And stuff like that. So, but you know they they kept leaving you. But I guess that's why they say you should you should wait until you get married. It's you got it. I ain't have to say it. So you should wait till you get married. But, that's right. But then is it? But then what it's if you what to marry then to burn? Yeah. So 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 what? So what if you never get married? You just just don't get no nookie. You just, you just out here, just like bad as I don't know what. But most of people, most people that never get married, I don't think they have any type of morals, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, you could. You, you so, get horny, everybody start looking good. So, so, so I, I think in in the. Nutshell, like when you when you look at that 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 scripture that we just when it says it's better to bury than burn, so mm-hmm. ultimately you you settling because think about think oh, about yeah. think about I'm just saying think about marriage marriage especially back in the arranged marriages and stuff like that. Think about all the people that really didn't uh, marry uh people who they truly loved anyway. But then you can go back and say, what about people that chose people that they truly love, then they got a divorce. The divorce rate is real high. Mm-hmm. I think it's higher than the arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. So which one works? Wow. Wow, dude. But this is, again, I hate, I hate you got the Kevin Samuel kind of... <laughs> So like, uh, which one like 
Like, man, you could be a sidekick. But I, I, I'm, I'm saying, though, you know, I think it's different strokes for different folks. Certain things work work for some people that don't work for others. You know what I'm saying? You have people like 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 just say you have some people with a with swag and game, and you got some people that are socially awkward that okay, really uh, can't go how out. How tall are you? Man, don't <laughs> <laughs> no, analyze me. But look, then you have some people. How much do you weigh? Man, shut up, man. Look. You got you got some people that that are that that can get out here. They got the gift of gab, and just say women naturally like them. Then you have, then you have other. A lot of what I'm talking about. Uh, then you have those that those that are sec, that are socially awkward, and basically they got to get in where they fit in. So if they do get a person that want to deal with them sexually. Then they go. Then they gonna hop on that opportunity to do it every. So, so if they're um, socially awkward, right? Mm-hmm. How many of those opportunities are they gonna get? <laughs> that, Come on, now. Yeah, that, you ain't too socially awkward. You get some women or something. If that happens so many times, if it's making you a whore bag, right? Because a whore bag is like being okay. With we'll, we'll, people, we'll, right? we'll say he got to pay for it. Oh, now, now he propositioning women, right? Hey, say he has to pay for it. Hey, uh, if we throw a scenario. I'm trying to stay on the topic. Hey, hey, hey let's, let's, let's talk about it. Like, like for instance, Stanley on Friday. A dude that looked like Stanley on Friday. You know? Mm-hmm. Especially stay off my grass, all that type of stuff. You have them dudes that they really don't get out. They really, they really don't feel comfortable in their skin. It's a. It, trust I, I, I me, bet just, you I can ask you something. You couldn't tell me. What? What's the topic? What about be a high sex body count? Okay. The red flags. Okay, red flags, high sex body count, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about a high body count because you're getting a prostitute. <laughs> but, but, hey, it's still, it's still part of your sexual history. But now, your sex sexual, count. but your sex. A pay for sex count don't count. <laughs> Why not? It's still a body on you. Come on, because that's all wrong all the way around <laughs> together. You can't. <laughs> see, see, and, and that's, the, that's the thing, too. Like, like a, a woman trick, and then it's something different. A man trick, <laughs> trick. Why is he looked at it like a, you know, like what if what if <laughs> what if your daughter brought somebody somebody to you as her mate that you know that was out there bad? I, I got a I got a question for you. What if your daughter brought home? Wesley Pipes. Why? 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 Why you? Why you didn't answer my question? I'm talking about Wesley Pipes too too old too old for my daughter. No, I'm saying when she's when she's eighteen. Oh man, please. Hey, pops, how you doing? 
I brought you some barbecue. Go ahead, go over there and get you some. Um, there you go. There you go, man. You ain't being serious for one minute at all, man. But anyway, uh, we down to the seven minutes, man. And uh, anybody want to call on this topic, that number is 646-564-9728. Press that one if you uh, want to comment. Uh that's Janine and Wallace have popped in here, and uh, that's that's just you know how do you look at a person that that could be your potential mate if they had a high sex body count? But the the question will be, how would I know? Just say you you you've been a you've been around them. You kind of they told you openly told. Just say you asked them. Well, what, everybody's what was, got a past. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, okay, but some people, some people past don't, don't might not look as bad as, as yours. You know what I'm saying? When I meet somebody, I don't care about what they did in the past, I, because I got a shady past, and I wouldn't want somebody to judge me based upon the stuff I did when I was younger and mature. Okay, okay, well. Let's go over to it. Let's let's go there then. Let's mm-hmm. say uh the the chick let's say the chick that you knew was the neighborhood strawberry. And mm-hmm. she if she came to you tried to start a relationship with you, you know all the bodies that been on her, would you give her a chance? I'm talking about what's the difference? I'm talking about we'll meet somebody that you know nothing about. Period. Because somebody you know nothing about could have been with hundreds of men. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying, just just say it's somebody that you know. Well, like I said, um, your past is just that. The past. Would you, you truly accept that? I would. Oh, I forgot you said you like horror bags. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying, man, I, because, like I said, that, but like I couldn't really be judgmental on on. But the, you are being judgmental. I, I'm just saying, you know, it just really just, especially if that female did all of your friends like you. So have have you ever fell in love with a horror bag before? Yes, I did. No. <laughs> right. No. 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 No one no, 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 See, so what are you trying to say? You can't just be judgmental about nobody. You know you can fell in love with a whore bag. You can put your mouth on a love on a whore bag. <laughs> Sample size. <laughs> oh my god. But uh I'm just I'm just saying, man, but just it's just something about knowingly. Have you ever kissed a whore bag before? Oh, Lord, man. Have you? No, have you? No, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you put the lips hey, on it. <laughs> you, you know you done put your mouth on one, man. <laughs> you know you put your mouth on one. So you, that's why you like, you pause with it like, uh, should I say something? No, no, I ain't do it. You the with every man in the list. <laughs> <laughs> you the one to you the one to testify to love and whore bag. You know, huh? you the one to testify to to 
Yeah, come on. I could rewind a couple of episodes. Rewind it. Rewind it. For you said that that you you had plenty of horror bags in your life. That's what you was always running into. I didn't know there was horror bags. Mm. I found out there was horror bags later. Mm. Mm. So, hey, but so so not see. How how many flavor condoms have you tasted? How, how much raw did you taste? <laughs> like, I, it's just you want to go there. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. It, it, you, you, you definitely gotta be. I know everybody deserves a chance. It's kind of rough, history wise. You know, that's like, that's like you having some money, money on you. But, but guess what? The best girlfriends are the ones that was. Yes, whore bags because they know what's out here. Yeah, just like I know what's out here. It's no way in the world I would mess up something with a good woman, knowing that I would have to go back out. You know, in this whole dating world, the dating world is no joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I I, I can't I can't even argue with you about it. You know, and, and then some of us are just lucky to find. Uh, that one that that becomes our wife. I think uh, we in a high percentile of uh, of ones that are that are lucky. You know what I'm saying? And I just like even talking with my wife today. You know, uh, she made me realize just out of her conversation how lucky I am. And she was just like, and and just sharing her. You know, me and my wife do what do, do this thing where we have our our come to Jesus moments where we kind of um, talk to each other. You mute me again. Uh, we had these come to Jesus moments where we talk to each other about uh, our fears and, and, you know, and w- what we truly feel about certain things. And, and I, I think it's healthy to, to start having those type of conversations in your relationship. And then, you know, cause it made me realize, it made me realize a lot of hats that my wife uh, puts on, you know, and she shared one of, one of her fears. Fears was like me going into ministry, you know, and what role does she play in me going into ministry? And she shared that. And, I, and, and it made me re reevaluate like, dog, I didn't even consider her in my walk. You know what I'm saying? And how, that would really truly make her feel and what she took on, you know, in the process of me, you know, doing what I did. So I mean, let me give a shout out to my wife, man. I, you know, I appreciate her. You know, she, she, she doing it. She wearing it well. So, but anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the fat cat show. Um, making it, making it a success. We, we, we try to get topics on, and hopefully, you know, we got a late start today on on a topic, but we we hoping that we can build on that. And for those that uh, are watching, we hope that you will like and share this post and uh, subscribe to the Fat Cat Show Network on YouTube. Do that for me. We want to build subscribers up, and then if we start getting the subscribers, I start giving out the prizes. So uh, until then, y'all, peace. We are out of here. From the Middle East. Peace.